Hey there, it's Sanjay, and I wanted to let you know that the team and I are already hard at work on the next season of Chasing Life. In the meantime, I wanted to share a documentary on something that I've been spending a lot of time reporting on over the last 10 years, cannabis, medical marijuana. You know, when I first started reporting on this topic, I was pretty skeptical about the utility of cannabis as a medicine, but that's the nature of investigative reporting. In the process of this reporting, I became convinced that it could help people, could even heal people. On a recent episode of The Whole Story with Anderson Cooper, I shared my seventh documentary on the topic of medical marijuana. And this one is called Weed 7, A Senior Moment, and it explores the fastest growing group of cannabis users, people who are 65 and older. Over the next two weeks, I want you to join me on a journey that's going to take me across the country and all around the world to meet experts and scientists who are focused on this important work, plus some very special people, people you're going to want to meet, people who are aging and living better thanks to medical marijuana. Welcome to The Whole Story. I'm Anderson Cooper. In less than 10 years, one quarter of the U.S. population will be over the age of 65. That means more people requiring more frequent and advanced medical care, which often means more pills. But there's a growing movement in the medical and the scientific community that's urging less pills and more plants. They look at marijuana as a potential life changer for those suffering from age-related conditions like chronic pain, insomnia, anxiety, even Alzheimer's disease. But does cannabis really work for seniors? And is it safe? Over the next hour, CNN's Dr. Sanjay Gupta takes us around the world as he speaks to skeptics and advocates who are studying cannabis. Sanjay also meets with older users who say their quality of life has improved because of marijuana. April. 2023. It's a picture-perfect spring morning near the Southern California coastline. And then we'll hear from Senior Friendly Brands with some uh, recommendations and introductions for you about it. A scene is unfolding that I can hardly believe. We made our way to Laguna Woods. Uh, this is a retirement community around here. And I'm about to do something that I haven't done before. Get on this bus, which is known as the Cannabus. What happens is people who are seniors who may have a hard time actually getting to a dispensary, they get on this bus, they get some education, then they're taken to the dispensary. We're going to tag along to see how it all goes. So what are we uh, doing today? What's about to happen here? Well, we're going to have some fun. <laughs> 72-year-old Barbara Euler is a cannabis veteran. And if that surprises you, it surprises her even more. Um, sure, I grew up in the 60s. So it was weed at the time, you know, and it, and it was something you, you stayed away from because it was scary. But as the years went by, her body started to betray her. A bad knee, painful back. Given the choice of opioids or cannabis, her decision was easy. There are so many seniors who know what the value of using cannabis is. Because at our age, the joints, the aches, the pains, the, you know. It's one of the biggest challenges of our healthcare system. There are too many pills. In fact, one third of all Americans in their 60s or 70s take five or more prescription pills every day. 
you believe that cannabis can help replace what the medications are? 100%. That's incredible. I truly do. 56-year-old Robin Savage was more hesitant. This is her first ride on the cannabis. There's such a stigma to it, but I want to be more knowledgeable about uh, the cannabis, so that's why I came today. Do you get to know the other people on the bus here? Yes. Have they become friends of yours? Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, we have a cannabis club. You have a cannabis club? Yes. (laughs) What happens with the cannabis club? Well, we get together and talk about cannabis. Between 2015 and 2018, cannabis use in seniors over 65 jumped 75%. These are the people who lived through reefer madness, as well as the war on drugs. I'm against legalizing marijuana. Uh, Even if the commission does recommend that it be legalized, I will not follow that recommendation. Older adults represent the fastest growing consumer group of cannabis in the United States. A lot has changed since 2013, when I first met cannabis pioneer and Harvard professor, Dr. Stacy Gruber. While she doesn't appear to have aged much, the average age of her patients, older, much older. I think when we think about cannabis and older adults, there's a very clear and steep trajectory over years that seems to be continuing upward, probably because of increased availability and increased interest. I think it's a trend we're likely to continue to see. And it's a trend some people are betting the farm on. Welcome to one of the largest cannabis growing operations in the world. This is Glasshouse Farms, and we're about 15 miles south of Santa Barbara, California. What you're going to find here is six greenhouses, each one about 15 football fields in size, which means they can grow about a million and a half pounds of weed every year. One of the plants that they grow here, for example, is something known as jellyfish, which is specifically formulated to try and ease insomnia and pain. And here's the thing, just about every plant that is grown here is designed with seniors in mind. I did not realize how big this was gonna be. Wow. When you (laughs) look out at all of this, what do you see? My first thought is that what if all the pharmaceutical drugs that all the seniors are taking taking now, what if it was replaced with all of these plants? Plants over pills. (laughs) 75-year-old Sue Taylor is a brand ambassador here at Glasshouse. She's an unlikely believer and now a messenger for cannabis use in seniors. If you said to me, oh, you're going to be the trusted face of cannabis. I say, oh, you've been smoking too much. What was your perception of, of cannabis? I thought it was a drug like cocaine, like crack cocaine. This was a stigma. But over the last decade, the perceptions, the stigma, and yes, the face of cannabis has changed. It was before the Mama Sue came out. To this face, a senior former Catholic school principal, Mama Sue, who opened her own dispensary dedicated to seniors. Working with the cannabis is like magic. And you've seen people get rid of their other medications once they start taking cannabis? Time after time after time. 
But none of this is easy. Initially, many seniors were skeptical, worried about getting high. I don't like feeling high. I just don't. Uh, And I think most seniors are that way. It's why Sue teamed up with the Glasshouse Dispensary team and their fields of high CBD jellyfish plants, which Mama Sue says makes it less about getting high and more about getting relief. That's what the seniors on the bus told me they wanted as well. Pain relief, better sleep, less anxiety, better quality of life, and not getting stoned. Here you go, sweetie. No race now. Excited to bring in our special guest speaker, which is Sue Taylor. Thank you. My life didn't begin until I was in my 50s. 60s, out of this world. 70s is off the chain. Honestly, it all feels a little off the chain. Seniors, some of them older than my own parents, casually strolling a marijuana dispensary in search of a way to change the face, the pace, the struggles of aging itself. Were you using something else before? No, this came. I'm getting other things too. So it really helps you. It really. So Robin, what'd you end up with here? I'm gonna venture off and try a um, uh, flower roll, which is good for relaxation and uh, help me sleep. You get nervous at all trying this stuff? A little bit. Understandably nervous. After all, will it work? What are the concerns about harm? And is there any evidence behind all of this? Almost exactly 10 years ago to the day, I've returned to what many call the holy land of medical marijuana, Israel. And it was here about a decade ago outside of Tel Aviv, I met a group of seniors who were using cannabis to treat everything from their pain to their post-traumatic stress to their tremors, even their anxiety. What have the last 10 years been like for you? Wow. <laughs> Inbal Sikorin was the head nurse at Hadarim Nursing Home back in 2013. I was pretty skeptical of this. Did you think you were going to be able to change my mind? I, I prayed for. I wanted everybody to come to see what I see. I met people like 80-year-old Moshe Root. For too long, he says, he suffered from debilitating tremors and insomnia. He says cannabis worked for him, and it was the only thing that did. You dream. You fly. When you, when you smoke? Yeah. For me, it was the first time I had seen something like this. Seniors, over and over again, using cannabis to sleep better, to gain weight, improve mood, reduce pain. Scientists at Tel Aviv University, they also took notice of this, studying the initial results and calling them outstanding. Ten years later, Moshe Root has since passed away, but the work and the tedious gathering of data continues. These are the growing fields of Tikkun Alam, which translated means to repair the world. It's different than what you saw 10 years ago when yes, you were here? Yes, 
Very different. Lihi Barlev Schuletter is the director of research here. This will be. She's also one of the reasons Israel has been such a world leader in medicinal marijuana. For us back then, it was everything we wanted to achieve. But that study led us to different understanding of the treatment in the elderly. The final research results were published in 2020. And they found a sharp improvement in the patient's medical conditions and a decrease in prescription drug usage. Once again, more plants, less pharma. Where does Israel stand with regard to using cannabis in seniors compared to the rest of the world? That we can work in a general hospital, we can provide cannabis in a general hospital. Now this is something that may surprise you, but in Israel, not only is cannabis regularly used as a medicine, cannabis is often given in hospitals with specialized training to make sure it is consumed properly. 62-year-old Nama is a cancer survivor. She now deals with chronic pain. Were you taking opioids and other medications for pain? I tried 10 years before. I stopped work. I couldn't, could hardly walk. It was difficult and it was terrible. Her life is so different now. She couldn't even get out of bed back then, but is now a thriving yoga teacher. Her visit today is to learn how to vape cannabis instead of smoking it. So in Israel at the moment, we have too much people use it by smoke. It's not good for your health. Lo male male. Okay, you want to sit down? I think it's going to be more easy for you. Keep in mind as you watch this, we're in a clinic in a hospital. This is a treatment that they're administering. Okay, so Nama, this is the vaporizer. We start now. It's a little bit different. It is different. A difference, Nama says, she felt almost immediately. Wonderful, great. I'm not coughing. You're not coughing. Not coughing. I, I wondered how would it be later, but right now it's it's wonderful. It's nice. Nice. Again, what really struck me about all of this as I sat there was that this was all happening in a hospital. It's not a secret anymore. It's not behind the table. So this is a huge change. But I do want to be clear. Change is never easy. Not even here in Israel. Do you get resistance? Yeah. Some of them are really against still. They didn't learn about the cannabis. They don't know how to use it. And so you have to continue to seek knowledge. As we did, 60 miles north in the shimmering port city of Haifa. What is the most challenging part of running one of the biggest labs at the MIT of Israel. Dr. Dedi Meri travels all over Israel to medical schools, teaching the physicians of the future. We are just starting to scratch the beginning of understanding this complex plan. His goal, to show how it all works. 
how cannabis could help treat so many different ailments using the endocannabinoid system. Think of it like this. We all have an endocannabinoid system, which plays a role in just about every function in our body. Your body is constantly making what are called endogenous cannabinoids, homemade cannabis, which bind to receptors like CB1 and CB2, which are found throughout the body. So, for example, look over here. If someone were to have back pain, that could trigger their homemade cannabinoids releasing and attaching to CB1 receptors in the spine to help relieve that pain. Now, when the endocannabinoid system is working well, doctors call it homeostatic, a healthy balance. But here's part of the problem. This starts to change and diminish as we age. There is a big change in the tone of endocannabinoids in older people. And yes, I think older people deficient in endocannabinoids. Daddy believes we just stop making as much as we get older. And with fewer cannabinoids, seniors are more likely to lose that homeostasis, that balance. But Daddy believes it can be restored by ingesting the cannabinoids in cannabis which then bind to those endocannabinoid receptors and help rebalance the system. Are we deficient in certain endocannabinoids and you're replacing that by giving cannabis? I do believe that sometimes you, de you need very low amounts just to make your body activate and to do the, the thing. So starting the engine, it might do it by itself. It's a different way of thinking. Instead of just treating a specific malady, like pain, Daddy says cannabis is teaching the body to care for itself. Instead of taking many pills for each indication, cannabis can affect all of that. A little bit the pain, a little bit the appetite, a little bit the mood, a little bit in the sleep, but all together you get improving the quality of life. And I think that older people, we can really, really, really help them with cannabis. I'm 62, and I think it's even better when I was 22 or 42. Now it's uh, the best time of my life. It's all so hopeful and audacious. One, two. In fact, now some even believe cannabis could help with one of the most challenging Here we go, sweetie. and one of the most untreatable Alzheimer's. You did great. I'll explain why when we come back. Hey everyone, it's Sanjay here. I really hope you're enjoying this episode from my documentary Weed 7, A Senior Moment. But before we go to a quick break, I was hoping to ask you for a favor. Next season... We're going to be taking on my favorite topic of all time, the brain. As you probably know, I'm a neurosurgeon. I've been studying the brain for decades now. I love the brain. I love the mysteries of the brain. I have a lot of questions that I'm going to tackle in the next season about what makes an attentive brain, what makes a motivated brain, what makes a rested brain. But what I wanted to know today are 
the questions that you might have, questions you might have about your own brain. Are there specific things that you want to know? Let me know now, and I'm going to try and incorporate some of that into the next season of the podcast. You can record your thoughts as a voice memo, email them to asksanjay at cnn.com, or give us a call at 470-396-0832 and leave a message. We might even include your response in a future episode. It's late afternoon, February 2023. When I arrive at what some call Israel San Francisco, picturesque Haifa. So you make this walk quite frequently to go visit your father? Yeah. That's got to be kind of nice. Yes, because I'm glad that I'm coming to make him happy. Shalom. I meet up with 69-year-old Ruthie Ben Shalom. Energetic, lively, and above all, a very good daughter. They know that he has memories, but he cannot walk with them. It's been a rough road for her father, Joseph. What was he like before the dementia? He touched everybody. Was he very warm? Very, very warm. But then two years ago, after his diagnosis, something changed. Something that happens to nearly 90% of patients with dementia. He starts to be angry, cursing, shouting, hitting. It was very, very scaring. I'm sorry. Yeah. I knew that this is not my father. When patients with dementia start having aggressiveness, the, the family members are in a very terrible situation. I was pretty skeptical. Dr. Vered Hermush, a geriatrician at Laniato Hospital in nearby Netanya. She's been on a mission to try and treat what so far has been almost always untreatable. The first thing in the medications that she gives them are the antipsychotics. Medications that can increase their probability to die. They can kill them. The doctor gave us medicine for him, but he started to be like a zombie. Hermouche had an idea for older patients like Joseph based upon what she had seen with some of the youngest. When I saw that cannabinoids are approved for epilepsy for children, I thought if they can help here, they might help in the behavioral disturbances of dementia. It was a simple theory. During a seizure, the brain has these sudden outbursts of electrical energy. Kind of like what you see here. And that can lead to physical outbursts. Hermouche thought the same thing might be happening in dementia patients, leading to behavioral outbursts. Avidekel was tested in so many clinical trials. So, with the help of Lihi Barlev Schuleider, they put it to the test. 60 patients, 
average age 79. Half got Tukun Alam's cannabis oil, which is 30% CBD and 1% THC. The other half got a placebo, and no one knew who got which. After 16 weeks, there were no serious side effects in either group. But the cannabis group had significantly reduced agitation. They also found something that surprised them. In some of the cases, patients were also able to reduce the other drugs they had been taking. Again and again, it was more plants, fewer pills. I had a patient, she was getting four or five medications to control her hypertension. With the cannabis, uh, we stopped all the medications. And there was one more thing. There's this one 98-year-old that he started reading. So their cognition actually improved? Actually improved. And do you think it's because the cannabis is protecting the brain somehow? Could be. Could be. Very early studies in mice show something we have never seen before. That is that low-dose THC was actually seen to reduce the amount of plaque in their brains. It is early, and it is mice, but... The big question will be what that looks like over a longer course in human subjects. But in the meantime, Joseph and his family, they're not waiting for any trial results. So this is it, huh, Ruthie? Yes, this is the Demon Clip. It's change his life. Twice a day, he takes this cannabis oil that Dr. Harmouche recommended. And it sounds like he's a different man. He come back. <laughs> it's bring him back. While making this film, I saw scenes like this play out over and over again. 